0: It's Monday morning, nine thirty. It's time for food talk. I'm Marianne Myers, and I am joined by my fabulous co-host Linda Perkins. Good morning, Linda. Good morning, Marianne. How are you? I'm well. How are you? Welcome home. Oh, You've been out you. uh, world a world well, traveler. world traveling. I wouldn't Ooh, say the world. The but ancient
1: <laughs> country of Minnesota. <laughs>
0: It is sort of a foreign country. Yeah, yeah.
1: <laughs> oof <duh. laughs> Well, and it's why I don't have my apron on. I haven't cooked anything in so long.
0: Ooh,
1: you had a vacation fired.
0: from cooking, but you yeah. were so busy, you didn't have probably a chance to appreciate it. <laughs> well,
1: I, I, didn't, I didn't want to, <laughs> because, you know, when you're in a strange place and yes. there's I don't yes know. so um, I was cleaning out my mom's estate and so mostly what I did was just eat prepared food you know things from the grocery store and um, and that was pretty interesting I bet there's only so much chicken salad you can eat <laughs> <laughs> well you've oh. done the research <laughs> but it was it was um, I interesting the town that my parents are from much like Astoria is a tourist town and so there I think it's even worse because um there's just one little road through town and all the commuter traffic comes through there too and so um that's kind of like Astoria yeah I guess that that's true but yeah. they're all trying to cram across this one bridge going to Wisconsin oh. you know oh. and um so it's very very crowded so the restaurants don't do takeout and I don't know if it's because they're so busy trying to get you know feed all the tourists you know that are uh-huh. in the restaurant or if it's because nobody can get downtown to pick it up. Oh right. Yeah so so I thought that I would be able you know to like get some takeout but um but no because when people want to eat is when people are jammed downtown you know <laughs> and so isn't that interesting?
0: Yeah that's yeah. very interesting but a little bit um disappointing when you're stuck somewhere and you yeah. really just yeah. want to have something besides yeah. uh whatever comes yeah. from the.
1: So my brother, you know, I I know the way to my brother's old house and then back to my mom's very well, and there's a grocery store that was right there, and I knew that it had, you know, pretty much everything, and it's a place, um, maybe a fancier grocery store than we even have in town here. You know, we don't really have a fancy grocery store. <coughs> Excuse me, but it, but it's still large. I mean, not huge or anything, but it's not, not like a little convenience store size. So they have... They have um, You know, just like salads that are prepared and and chicken salad type salad type things like that kind of salad that are prepared and they have hot stuff and they have cold stuff and it's all really good. But there's a couple things. I haven't been there for a few years and then there was inflation. Uh And so, oh my gosh, everything was so expensive. I mean, it was like being in the mini bar uh, of grocery stores. (laughs) It was just really something. I got three bags of groceries and it was $271. Isn't that Yeah.
0: (laughs) That's everywhere though. Oh, I I don't know how you get, if you, if you don't shop every day, if you do a shopping once a week uh, for your family, you're not going to walk out of the store for less than $200. Well, and you want to not do it every day because
1: of gas prices. Yeah. But um, there were. I was there pretty early in the morning, and there were some salads in the deli that didn't have signs on them yet, but they looked good. One was like noodles and asparagus. One was broccoli and something else. And so when I got home, I was trying to figure out how my three little bags of groceries, you know, and they weren't like jam-packed or anything, were $300. And so I'm looking at, and each of those three salads was like sixteen ninety-nine a pound. Isn't that something? Oh. And so then I'm like, what the heck? And I'm eating through them, you know? And then um, I'm like, oh, pine nuts. <laughs> <laughs> That explains Uh, it. The platinum of (laughs) nut metals. (laughs) Oh, my gosh. And so two out of the three had pine nuts, and then that totally explained it. Oh, delicious, but yipes. Yeah. Yeah,
0: Yeah. Yeah. I had them in the 70s, so I don't need them now. (laughs) That's right. Oh, yeah, there was a time when you couldn't have anything without a pine nut in it. But that was before they cost an arm and a leg. Uh, So that's what I've not been cooking. (laughs) Well, you're home now. I know. I'm so excited. I'm going to go to the
1: store right after this, and I'm going to get stuff to stir fry. Oh, Because yeah. I really, I mean, no matter how hard I tried, it just didn't feel like I was eating vegetables. You know, I, I had the salads and then also the, you know, like prepared salads with lettuce and stuff that I had. But it just didn't feel like I was eating vegetables, I think because none of them were really cooked. Yeah. I like cooked vegetables. Oh,
0: and it's stir fry season. I mean, it's not like we are lucky here um, on, on the upper left because we are not suffering from debilitating heat yeah but it's still summer yeah. and we still don't really want to be braising anything so it's nice to do stir fry yeah so delicious done. oh i know i, can't I wait. know and so many um choices of veg to put in there i know did i
1: did i miss the good lettuce
0: no okay good yay i'm gonna get a bunch of that too no there's a lot of great lettuce right now okay lots of Yay. kinds of it. And I see a lot of uh, mixed greens, both braising greens and salad greens coming through the um, little local online um, uh, market f- through the North Coast Food Web where our, okay. our small producers locally have things to offer us that we wouldn't be able to find in a store. Yeah. And um, <clears throat> there's a lot of fabulous greens coming through there. I just got a big bag of really gorgeous um what's your favorite green i really like
1: uh to to cook i really like kale and spinach and i also really like charred swiss chard yeah yeah, but we're
0: talking about the one arugula gosh oh yeah arugula. Yeah, yeah where did that word go it was rolling around in my brain like a pinball it's fresh i
1: love arugula and every once in a while i'll put it in something hot and it's
0: good too i don't know why i don't know it is yeah i like it just piled on a slice of pizza too yeah really good well, the other thing really good, uh, starting to be um, available everywhere, are tomatoes. Yay! I know. And um, I I just did, I just re ran uh, a recipe in my hip fish food column. I wrote a new column, but I. <laughs> you ran the recipe because a few years ago I ran it and I've run into a bunch of people who love it and it's just it's a tomato casserole actually oh, really? yeah and it—and it's delicious but it reminded me that it's time to think about doing something cool with tomatoes I've just been slicing them and putting flaky salt on them and yeah
1: I'm super lucky. I have friends that grow really good tomatoes who trade me for bread. Oh. And so that's so awesome. And that
0: combination with a little mayonnaise, yeah. you're done. Mm-hmm. Yep. Oh, so yeah. good. I did find this recipe that um, sometimes I save a recipe because the dressing or the sauce mm-hmm. or some particular piece of it is something that I want to use in another way, mm-hmm. and and this recipe that I found, and I'm trying to see who, it's from Christian Reynoso. I don't oh, know not Christian. That's not a name that's familiar. No, I don't know. Uh, but it, it is just sliced heirloom tomatoes or fresh tomatoes or good tomatoes, just sliced and um, drizzled with a little olive oil and vinegar, salt and pepper. But um, he or she, <laughs> I think it's a he. <laughs> yeah, it sounds like um, it makes this very cool uh, breadcrumb topping Uh that I haven't it's just a nice riff on on breadcrumb topping and it's basically your uh, day-old bread um, blended up in your blender or food processor until it's a crumb and uh, parm added to it which is not uh, revolutionary, although delicious, but the thing that I loved about it is that it has uh, green olives, and and um, he's suggesting like the Castel vetrano olives, you know, as opposed mm-hmm. to the
1: are those the green ones?
0: Yeah, and okay. y- often you get them; they still have the pits in them, but mm-hmm. they're not the uh, pimento stuffed cocktail olives okay. that we think about. Uh, they're not quite as bitey, but they're really rich, and. Um, and then orange or lemon zest, huh. and fennel seeds, and or red pepper flakes, and some grated uh, garlic. And you put that all together, and then uh, toast it in a saute pan okay. until it's all toasty, and then sprinkle it on these sliced tomatoes, which I'm sure it's absolutely fantastic, but I bet it would be good on anything, yeah. on mac and cheese, on, I mean, anything that you would put breadcrumbs on. Rotten. yeah. Yeah, yeah. So... I'm going to save that just because of the breadcrumbs. I would never think to put olives and No, I uh, would never think to toast citrus them. citrus zest, you know. Yeah. Well, well like I think that you toast them in this one because it's just going on top of the tomatoes yeah. and you're not going to cook bake the tomatoes. But you want it dry. Yeah, yeah, yeah you not, want it dry. Gummy, but yeah. you wouldn't need to toast it if you're going to put it on something in the oven. Yeah.
1: So Oh, nice. Yeah. My mom loved orange, so I got my mom's recipes, which was great, and going through the box, and, and a big thing uh, that's great about getting your mom's recipes is seeing her handwriting. yeah. And then my grandma's handwriting. But what I didn't know is my great grandma's recipes were in there, too. Holy cow. Yeah, and so that, so that was really cool. But my mom loved orange in anything. Orange in anything and almonds in anything. And so it's just all these recipes with orange and almond or orange and almond. <laughs> yeah, they go together great. Yeah, yeah. and so that was kind of funny because that's every recipe she saved. So that, that was <laughs> that was pretty cute when you said that, it made me think of it. Hey, I know, um, I saw on the internet, and you know, it never lies. No, I know (laughs) that um, Ina Garten had a new, she has a new book coming out. And when she does that, she usually releases a recipe before. And the last time she did it was those Emily's potatoes. Yes. Damn, those were good. Yes. So this time, it's a tomato salad. And so I, I, I saw that on, a, on the blog, The Kitchen, but she didn't like the recipe. I couldn't find the recipe what? anywhere. Oh, so frustrating. But it's a tomato salad. It's not a caprese. It's a tomato salad with basil and then blue cheese. Oh. And so I just have to find the the um, recipe because I remember how good her, her you know, teaser recipe was last time. Yeah, yeah. I so wonder,
0: Ina's pretty cagey. I wonder if she's going to release the recipe or if that's just a teaser.
1: No, because <laughs> she, she did better. last time.
0: And and they said she had a recipe.
1: I think it was just like something with the kitchen that was at fault. Yeah, know, yeah, like, yeah. And it, that's the
0: K-I-T-C-H-N. Oh yeah. Yeah. That's right. So cute. We no longer know how to spell anything because of texting. And I mean, seriously, we have all these options now. It's great. And every once in a while I will see a string of capital letters in a text and I'm like, well, that's a new one. And I have to Google it. And the, the Google always knows what it's supposed to be saying. It's crazy. Um, so I, man, that woman puts out cookbooks. Yeah, yeah. I think this is like a 12th or 13th. Holy cow. Yeah. They're always beautiful and they're always good. And reliable. That's what I mean. Yeah. You know, I mean, yes, delicious, but all, they work. Yeah, they're tested. Yeah. Like a lot. I have a few of hers. I mean, I have a few of her cookbooks, uh, nowhere near 12. Uh, I think <laughs> I have four, but um, I, in each one of them, I have a couple of recipes that are just go-to, you know, like mm-hmm. faves. Totally. Uh, she is a classic. So uh, that's something to look forward to. Hooray. Yeah.
1: So um, really the only thing over the last few weeks of eating all that mini bar food <laughs> <laughs> that I took away from it. I mean, there not that something that, you know, that food like that, you'd think that you'd get ideas, you know. But the only thing was they had a curry chicken salad, and instead of grapes, they had chopped up dried apricots.
0: Oh, that sounds great. Yeah, and that was really good. Yeah. And I'm going
1: to do that from now on. I think that that was really, really good. Do you like, you know how um, in the olden days, our, our apricots were orange when yes. they were dried, and now they're brown, you know, because yes. I think they're non-sulfur. They're non-sulfur, like yeah. Do you like those better, the brown ones?
0: Um, I... I like them fine and baked and cooked things because they're... But but they're a little more leathery, I think. Yeah. And um, I like the orange, squishier, softer ones if I'm just going to eat apricots.
1: That's exactly the same for me. So these were the orange ones and I thought that they were good. Yeah. And it's funny because I'll... Also, when I'm making something for color like nugget, you know, and yes. I, I want the orange ones in there, you don't want brown in your nugget. It just, I don't know, it just doesn't look good. And so, um, um, it was funny because I I have a hard time telling what's going to be in the package when you buy it oh, because right. um, you can't tell if they're going to be brown or orange. So I have a lot of brown ones. Oh my gosh,
0: <laughs> looking for orange ones. Oh, you know. <laughs> <laughs> but that's a great idea to put in chicken salad I like it and it's also something you can get year-round dried yeah. fruit it's well, not and like so many
1: people don't like raisins
0: oh right they're wrong but yeah. they don't like raisins. I know no, I know wrong. but well <laughs> we I don't shouldn't.
1: want anyone to write in no <laughs> don't That's write in put we're not judging down. you
0: at least not on the radio <laughs> put your pens down <laughs> uh, there ain't no accountant I, I tell myself that daily there ain't no accounting for taste and that not yeah. is not just food that's everything in the whole wide world and as long as we would all remember that we probably wouldn't be so grouchy with each other all the I time i know we're, i mean we're already in the hole now because there's one person
1: who always calls in or writes in every time we mention the word curry <laughs> oh, that's <laughs> they right i hate it so much. i know well that's an <laughs> offensive word
0: to, to at least oh. one person we know oh. <laughs> <laughs> hey i was watching a. uh, uh video on um, Korean egg sandwiches, or no, Hong Kong egg sandwiches, uh, done by um, uh, Lucas Sin. I don't know if you're familiar. He's a wonderful chef. And he's uh, uh, Chinese-American. And he has a, I can't remember the name of his restaurant, probably in New York, aren't they all? Anyway, um, the interesting thing was, This Hong Hong Kong style scrambled egg, like how, you know, I know about the French style of scrambled eggs where they're really soft and custardy and a small curd and, um, and my style of scrambled eggs, which is I'm really impatient. Just get done. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) So, uh, but this was really uh, fascinating and I decided I'm going to try it anyway. Um, because, well, it, it, I, I I never knew it was this. It, you could do so many things to a scrambled egg, but this is how they do it. And they, he was talking about making variations on a classic Hong Kong egg uh, scrambled egg sandwich, an egg sandwich that is available in all the diners and everything in Hong Kong. It's like a classic. And, um, so he was using three eggs, um, and he puts them in a bowl and puts, um, He mixes potato starch with a little bit of water and makes a slurry. And um, then he puts the eggs and a little bit of oil and a little bit of evaporated milk. Hmm. He says that's uh, the ideal, but you could use regular milk, but evaporated milk. Um, Some salt, some white pepper, and the potato starch slurry. And so that's a lot of things in Mm -hmm. a scrambled egg. Normally, I would just put salt, pepper, maybe a little um, smoked paprika, and sometimes a dash of water and sometimes not.
1: Yeah, I use water instead of milk. Yeah,
0: Yeah. but um, he thinks you need the fat. Okay. Um, So I I had, and I was really surprised by that potato starch slurry. What's, what is it like when
1: it's done?
0: It's gorgeous. In what way? Um, It's pillowy and kind of layered. What he did was uh, get a he was using a wok, but you you could use a a cast iron frying pan would be great. Um, and he puts oil in it Mm -hmm. and, um, just enough to slick the bottom and waits till it's smoking Mm. and then turns the heat off and dumps the egg in after it's all been whipped up in a bowl with all these ingredients. And, um, And then with a wooden flat edge spatula, just starts shoveling it from side to side and keeping it moving until it basically is just a little mound, but it still looks pretty darn moist. And he dumps it out into a bowl, and then he makes the sandwich, uh, because he's making... uh, you know, sandos. they look like, san- like Japanese sandos, where they make it with milk bread oh, okay. and then cut it in half and put the two halves together. And, um, okay. um, and, and he did variations on what you could put in this egg sandwich, but it was the egg process that was really amazing to me.
1: Do you think like putting the potato starch in there that it's
0: sort of like adding flour to a souffle? He says that it makes it pillowier, and um, the condensed milk makes it uh, silkier, and um, he says there's just no, it it looked completely gorgeous. Now, I haven't, I just saw it this morning, and I haven't had a chance to try it, but I cook eggs almost every day, so I will absolutely try it.
1: Well, that's pretty exciting.
0: Yeah, I know. I, uh, something new with scrambled eggs, I very rarely scramble an egg I almost always yeah. poach them or soft boil them or make an omelet out of them or or a scramble or something
1: okay. yeah I usually scramble them or fry them that's pretty much those two yeah I don't have the patience to poach
0: <laughs> oh I find that's the fastest breakfast I can make Okay, so that's my default okay. because you know you just put the water on to get right and do everything else and then once you drop them in it's just seconds really yeah so although i have seen um uh i have seen videos where it they they let they poach them really slow oh you know? like they have the water at like 155 degrees or yeah something right like that. and yeah. you're gonna like <laughs> 10 minutes later you're i extinct. haven't even had coffee <laughs>
1: <Yeah>. <laughs> I, know, I know i'm not gonna read a thermometer
0: i want to take a s- quick sec to remind everybody that food talk is a co-production of kmun community radio and north coast food web and that I as always highly encourage you to go to either and both of those websites and find fabulous things to interest you, northcoastfoodweb.org and kmun.org. So you're back in the uh, in the heat of the summer in the middle of the summer so uh, we have melons we have stone fruit we have everything yay I know
1: I am excited I mean I know I already said this but I'm so excited just about the fresh lettuce mixes that are locally grown I mean we have some really creative farmers who I mean they curate their salad mix they figure out exactly what tastes the best and there's a bunch of things in there and it's so great I can't
0: wait yeah yeah It's beautiful. I bought a bag recently that had um, also some flowers in it, and it's just gorgeous. You know, it's so pretty. It's a treat. Red leaves and purple leaves and green, uh, every shade of green. Yeah, Yeah. Baby herbs. I know i love that it's like somebody else made a meal for me and all i have to do is shake up a little vinegar well you know a little vinaigrette and i'm that was
1: something that was so weird about being in a house with nothing you know because we were gutting the house not gutting it like taking the walls down but just getting everything out so there was no salt no pepper no oil no i mean when have i ever been without olive oil salt or pepper you know what i mean and so so that 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 would be the that was weird. If there was know. only that. Yeah. <laughs> but, ev- you know, everything. Wow. We were just, you know, room by room, just getting rid of everything. And so so it was really weird to think, oh, this is very bland and awful. I'll just add some, you know, yeah, chili flake and, and um, um, olive oil, and it'll be just fine. And then, oh, yeah. <laughs>
0: <laughs> no, <laughs> you will I'm going to eat this. <laughs> hey, I wonder, um, I wonder if uh, a deli section like that has things in it that are very specific to that location, like to Minnesota or to i mean are there things there that it didn't seem you wouldn't find in a deli no, here
1: it didn't seem like it okay no it wasn't that exciting <laughs> <laughs> although um this year uh for the first time uh a native american has won a james beard beard Award. yes yeah. and so there's a lot of talk about that restaurant and then that um um even though i think isn't the restaurant in portland I it's think maybe
0: impo- it is. I'm.
1: I'm. But, um, f- I'm going to find but out you're talking. There was a lot of talking. talk about that back home because people were really excited about that. It's either Minneapolis or Portland. I can't remember. <laughs> it's some city I know, but um, yeah. That that was. I have a friend who's cooking her way through the whole cookbook.
0: Um, I'm looking best chef Mid Atlantic, South Philly, New York State, Southeast. Blah 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 blah. Well,
1: it's okay. It's one of the two. But yeah. it's the first time that an American, a Native American, has won the James Beard Award, so that was pretty exciting. And then um, you were talking about melons and stone fruit. I am pretty excited for hermiston melons. Oh, not yeah. quite yet, huh? No, but the cantaloupe and the I really, really like cantaloupe. I I'm do kind too. Of about cantaloupe, how you are about watermelon? And then the watermelon that's that's going to be really good too. I'm not a big fan of honeydew. Do.
0: I don't know why. You know what? They are hardly ever taste like anything, and they're too watery. I think. Yeah. That's the uh, that's for me, or else I haven't picked the right one. And they're uh, rock hard. I mean, you'd think by this age, uh, if there was a good one out there, I would have had it.
1: It's it's not. Yeah, it's the ugly stepsister of melons.
0: (laughs) (laughs) It's a default. And now that melons cost twenty five dollars a piece, why would you buy one that you know is not going to be? What? No, I'm just kidding. But it's some tomorrow, (laughs) the day after it will be. I (laughs) bought. I I. I didn't pr- I didn't look down my uh, receipt list to see exactly what the cantaloupe and the Gaia melon I bought the other day cost, but uh, the bottom line on my receipt took my breath away. Yeah, it's like the melons had pine nuts. <laughs> <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> you bought them at the, at the melon mini bar. <laughs> it's crazy, I tell yeah, you. Yeah. And I we're laughing about it, but it, it is. it's difficult. Yeah. It's difficult. I, I, You and I are only cooking for two people. Yeah. And so we can sort of be okay. We can, uh, you know, be careful and and we don't have to buy massive amounts. But yeah. what if you had... Uh, four teenage boys. What if you did? Yeah, I have
1: a friend back in Minnesota and she has four teenage boys. What do you do? You get a second mortgage.
0: <laughs> I mean, seriously. You I, sell them. <laughs> I, yeah. Hey, there's an idea. <laughs> teenage boys, sell them by the pound. <laughs> 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 oh my god i i don't even know i mean uh, my heart goes out to people who are trying to find a place to rent that's affordable mm-hmm, yeah and uh trying to feed a family it, it's tough times and i i am completely aware that all of this stuff is cyclical and that we go through it every f- few decades we have a problem like we have now um I don't think we've ever invented a new problem. We always have something, but yeah. um, when you're in the midst of it, the fact that it won't last forever is small consolation. Yeah, when teenage j- boys. Yes, yeah. yes. exactly. Yes. I, I, I'm I'm very sorry. Hmm. Anyway, yeah. Um, so stone fruit and melons and corn. Oh, yeah, corn. Corn is coming. Good yeah. corn. We've had corn for a while. We've had corn for a <laughs> while, and it's been hit or miss, I think, as I buy. I only buy a couple ears at a time yeah, because yeah. I'm uh, skeptical. Yeah, uh, And sometimes it's really good, and sometimes it's starchy. Yeah. But I had um, white corn the other day, uh, just recently, like just a couple days ago, that was really stunningly summertime good. Yeah. So I think it just got to the produce section really fast, and I got it right away. And and uh, ate it right away. Yeah. that's important, too. And it was... Because it just keeps getting starchier the yeah. longer
1: you said it sit in your vegetable drawer. Yeah. I think um I might have mentioned this previous a uh, previous year, but for me, if I have um corn and I'm going to boil it instead of some other method, you know, boil it in water, um, if I add three tablespoons of sugar to the water, it really really helps bring out the sweetness of the corn and it makes mediocre or even pretty good corn a lot better, and um that's a trick that I learned from an auntie of mine, but it but it does really work. It does really. That's a really good idea.
0: I have taken um corn that I let sit too long in the produce drawer Mm -hmm. um, and cut it off the cob and made creamed corn with it which also has some sugar in it so it kind of like rehabilitates corn that I was my fault that it wasn't perfect (laughs) but it kind of seems perfect if you mess with it but I love that that's even simpler. Yeah so
1: it's just it doesn't really matter how much water you boil it in but just add three tablespoons of sugar. It's not like a super exact thing but it just makes it Ever so slightly sweeter. It's not like you're putting sugar on the corn or anything like that. It just, it just, it works.
0: It works. She was right. All right. It's some old tiny trick that. I love those tips. Yeah, yeah. You're going to find maybe some more of those tips as you go through that. Uh, you sent me, you texted me a picture of the box. of. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Holy cow, yeah, that's a it was lot just of recipes. So, I mean, I
1: had no idea that I had my great-grandma's recipes in there. And there's only maybe six or seven, but still, that was really something. I was really excited to see that. I wonder
0: what they are for. I oh, mean, I don't remember. The l- world changes, right? Yes. What we can get, what we like, what, yeah. you know.
1: Well, even baking powder was way different then than it is now. And then... Um, so many of the recipes back then call, call for, like, sour milk. And
0: things yes. Things like that
1: that we just don't really do anymore. Yes. You know? I found that in my fridge when I came home, though. <laughs>
0: <laughs> you were making it even as you left. Uh, even as you were
1: exactly as I left it, but a lot older.
0: <laughs> <laughs> oh, my gosh. Yeah. Uh, Dale doesn't cook.
1: No. Uh-uh. And I remember telling him, honey, you know, there's stuff in there like celery that's not going to be good in three weeks. Throw it away. And I think that he was just trying to prove me wrong <laughs>
0: <laughs> welcome home oh that's yellow <laughs> and brown and limp <laughs> and liquid <laughs> oh yeah oh yeah I, my refrigerator can go from uh, great to that in way less than the amount of time that yours had yeah. to languish holy cow well um We just have a couple minutes, and so I'm trying to, my brain is scrambling to pick out the best thing to say before we go. Uh, But all I can think of is corn, tomatoes, and melons. Come on. Well,
1: it's not fair because, I mean, how am I even on this radio show? I haven't cooked a thing for so long. (laughs) I mean, I haven't even operated a microwave. You're going to be
0: able to grill... Peaches and nectarines and all of that fabulous stuff. I mean, you're home with all your grills. I know. Your 35 grills and your eight freezers.
1: I grill more than, I mean, pretty much anybody I know. I love to grill. I just think it's so delicious.
0: We have to uh, go, Linda, but I'm so glad that you're home. And I'm asking that you um, sing us out of food (laughs) talk.
1: (laughs) It's it's my food song for my nephew. I'm driving my vegetables. I'm driving my green edibles. I'm driving my vegetables around. I am driving my broccoli.